welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue, your one-stop shop for peace and love on the airwaves, a safe space for people of color and our allies. Join us every week as we have real dialogue with people going through real life. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some. Dynamics of Dialogue Season 2. I am so happy to be started up again. And today I've got some special guests. We're on our brand new set. They're just making some adjustments still, but bear with us because it's just going to get bigger and better as we go along. So before we get started with the questions today and the conversation, I want to go ahead and introduce my guests. To my right, I have Keisha Perry of Beautiful Ones. Say hello. Hello, everyone. And uh, to my right, right, <laughs> I, always, I always get my directions all jacked up. I have Takesha Weidman Smith of Hope Health and Wellness Recovery Community Organization. Yes, hello. You want to uh, talk to me a little bit about your organization, what you do? <clears throat> yes, excuse me. So, one of the things we do is we welcome in women between the ages of really 17 and, and fourth. And we deal with mental health, or we help with the recovery of any mental health issues, substance issues, and just the everyday woman. Um, so you could have a verifiable diagnosis or not. If you need help with any area of your life revolving around recovery or even finding a safe space, that's what we're here. Oh, wow. So that's what I'm awesome. talking about, safe spaces. You know, that's one of the goals I wanted to accomplish with official DFD this season. Right. Um, you know, because considering the racial climate on social media, it's hostile. You know, I don't know about you all, but I am not, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's tired of looking at threads of, you know, um, unarmed, murdered black people. Right. Yeah. And you see all this aggression and hostility coming from non-black people talking about why they deserve to die that right yeah that it's such a trigger it makes social media less enjoyable and part of what i want to accomplish with uh the new official dmd hangout on official www.officialdmd.com go to the community click on the link sign up join um this is a space for just that this season really want to focus on health right. on healing right on wellness on um safe spaces and acceptance right right because these are you know the world the pressures from the world are getting so big um it, it makes the internal squabbles that we have a little bit more magnified within our community at least for me it makes yeah. it a little bit more challenging to cope with and keisha talk to me a little bit about uh, beautiful ones what do you do beautiful ones is a movement it's to uplift inspire love each other so we just bring sisters together on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. And that's bottom line what we're doing. Um, a lot of times we feel like our sisters kind of tear each other down. And it, we want a movement just to love each other, inspire each other, uplift each other. Because <clears throat> bottom line is these days we're all going through different things and we just need each other. Mm -hmm. And if we just start out and just spread it, it'll catch on and the more we do it, the more comfortable we'll be in it and it'll be easy to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, and I love, I, I love that when I have guests on the show, I love for you all to talk about what, you, what it is that you do because I want people to know who you are, know your passion, yeah. so that they know the place that you're coming from during the conversation. Right. 
Yeah. So we'll kick this thing off. You know, today I wanted to start out talking about love, sex, and relationships. Um, and particularly, you know, yeah, I know that's so huge, right? It encompasses a lot. But I uh, kind of wanted to talk really, um, even though it encompasses a lot and there's so much in, into that, you know, as women, I think that it's a conversation that we need to have right. yeah. because we have the tendency in all of our relationships, not just love, right. but in all of our relationships and all of our needs, we get the sense of unhappiness because we're givers. Right. We're giving out so of, much. we're giving so much and it's almost <laughs> as though, you know, our cup is only half full and then we're taking, uh, spoonfuls and cupfuls out of that cup and we're serving our other people right and we're not fulfilled ourselves so i think part and of that our cup becomes empty and then our cup becomes empty exactly. you know part of that is is finding that space within ourselves to you know are, are you fulfilled so i just want to you know, I, 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 you don't mind. You know, I'm all about transparency, and I get all personal. Yeah. Can well, I get in your business? Get absolutely. in the business. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let me. So let me just pose this question to the two of you, and I'll answer too. Are you? Do you feel that you are fulfilled? And if you, if and if so, where, where, where is that? And if not, do you have plans to address your your need for fulfillment? Well, I can say for me, I am still on a journey to fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So am I there yet? No. Am I closer than I was a year ago? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and it has been a journey, and it's a journey that I'm going to choose to enjoy and to reclaim my power. Mm -hmm. See, so many of us, you spoke about trying to, you know, help other people with their needs and trying to pour out of a cup that's that's half full mm -hmm. some of us were never taught or given the tools and resources to even fill our cups mm -hmm. that's right that's true mm -hmm. so for me i had to start start over mm -hmm. find that inner child the inner me and start over and start filling her cup up mm -hmm. so so it could spill over into womanhood and then i could start to help everybody else but as as far just to make sure i'm clear as far as fulfillment you know it's a journey and I'm, I'm making progress each day, and some days are better than the, than, the, than the other days or the previous days. But it's a process. Yeah. So what did you do to find fulfillment in some of the things that you're doing? You know, oh, well, the first thing I did is I went to see a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, a psychologist, and she is she refers to herself as a psychologist and also a life journey coach as well. Mm -hmm. And I had to, you know, start there because I no longer had control over myself. Yeah. Mm. I went into a depression. Um, mm. Everything was falling apart, and everything was spinning as it was falling apart. And I didn't have the resources. I didn't even know how to put my own pieces back together. Yeah. So it was it was difficult, um, and I realized I needed some help. Yeah. And uh, and the people around me, even though they love me, and love has nothing to do with it, but they couldn't help me. Yeah. yeah. And so she was. So I see her about every two weeks, and I still do, and I challenge everybody <laughs> to yeah. do that. That's a part of my self-care regimen now. Yes. So, so yeah. making sure I see her, making sure I take time out for myself. If it's just to detach from social media for 24 hours, mm -hmm. um, take a day where, you know what, I turn this phone over, and that's just it, I'm doing me today. Mm -hmm. I go get a massage, and that means I put up boundaries even with my husband and my kids. Not today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today I need me. And um, learning to say no. We talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. No without any explanation. Full sentence. Yeah, mm -hmm. no. Just like you have to know your why, you got to know your no. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the answer is no. 
Y'all rule out right. And, and not feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. So that's what that has looked like to me, and that's what has, that's where it started. Yeah. And it, it's continuing my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. That is awesome. And, you know, for Akisha, uh, answer that question before I even go get started. Yeah, for, for, me, for me, um, it was a learning process. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can say that. And it, it took a mental breakdown, I would say, for me, mm -hmm. because I kind of lost it. Mm -hmm. um, I was always a pleaser. Yeah. I want to mm -hmm. make sure everybody's good. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're going through, mm -hmm. breaking my neck to, you know, help other people. And yeah. not even looking for someone to help me. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it was my nature. You know, my dad had me when he was 50. Yeah. And he always took care of me. But in him taking care of me, because he was 50, I always felt like I had to take care of my dad. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that taking care of people just you know, went into adulthood. Right. You know, I always wanted to make sure everybody's good, mm -hmm. you know. And then I turned 50 myself, and I got my power back. All right. I was like, yeah. enough. Right. I literally instantly cut it off. Okay. Like, I don't care what you need. I don't care what you got to do. I don't care how it's going to get done. I know I'm not putting myself in a position where I'm breaking my neck. Right. Now is I do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I choose, and to. How I choose to do it. <laughs> yes. And if you can't deal with it, oh, well. Right. You know, right. get mad, get upset. It is what it is because I'm tired of constantly giving out, pouring all my cup. And, and, and nothing comes back. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, right. so now what I do is I do me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. have girl trips. Mm -hmm. I have getaways mm -hmm. with the hubby. You know, it's just, it's about me at this right. point. Right. So, right. I, and I don't feel guilty about it. I'm no. sorry. Oh, well, it's just is what it is. I live off of a motto, and this is something I've learned to adapt, and mm -hmm. I really implement it, and I'm giving it definitely to my daughter. Okay, I'm responsible for what I say yeah. and for what I do. Yeah, I'm not responsible for anybody else's feelings. Exactly. Right. Okay, and be really crystal clear on and that. And their happiness or success. Hello. And my thing yes. is, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I'm not. I'm not sugarcoating anything anymore. Nope. I'm not trying to make your feelings feel good because you're doing wrong. And before I'd be like. Oh, well, he's not doing what he's supposed to, but no, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. Point blank, period. There's you don't no like it. it. There's oh, no well. There's right. No, there's no but. You know? And that's what I, and I'm glad to hear you say that. And part of Hope Health and uh, Wellness Recovery is we talk about how all of that yeah. impacts you. Physically. It does. It impacts us physically. It impacts yes. us mentally. Yeah. And it, it, it impacts your overall wellness. And right. I know for me, I'm, as I was just lamenting earlier about some of my uh, dating woes. Yeah. You know, being single, it, it, these these types of interactions, it does. And I'm, I'm still kind of on that journey. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it is. I mean, I've only started seeing a life coach just a couple of months ago. Yeah. Okay? And I'm getting to that place now where I'm learning to say, okay, no, this is a no. Yeah. Um. You can go now. I'm done with you. Fuck you. Right. All right. Yeah. All of that. I'm. I'm and really bad. Right. And it's but, okay. And yeah. it's okay. You know. But then the other part mm -hmm. of it is, it's still feeling okay with finding, you know, um, some uh, 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 
I don't know, I guess it's acceptance. Yes. Because I know, okay, so here I am. I'm, I'm soon to be 50. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm in a place now where, you know, uh, part of being fulfilled, like, I'm kind of tired of dating because, you know, men can be so tedious. Uh-huh. They say we crazy, but yo. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I done deal, there were some things this year that I'm right. like, you know, really yeah. have y'all, are y'all really, you know, comprehending what you're doing? But on the other hand, too, you know, sex is a part of that fulfillment. Right. For me, it's like on a scale of importance. (laughs) You know, the older I get, so I'm like, yeah, so how finding that balance. How do y'all find that balance? Now, and now granted, I understand y'all are married. Right. So it's not like, you know, y'all have to, you know, make these choices between, okay, well, you know, who am I gonna you know, but how do you find that balance in, in, in that fulfillment? Physically, sexual fulfillment. Because to me, that was also, is it just me? But is that, uh, no, to me, that's a part no. of my mental health. Oh, it's that's it. it's, really, it's a part of self-preservation. And that's why it's a part of self-care. That's yeah. a need that we should neglect. And one of the things that um, I enjoy when I speak to other women is, and I got this this feeling of empowerment by, and I'm hoping to teach my daughter, continue to teach my daughter, is learning how to satisfy yourself first. Right. Because, see, that's like a taboo in our community. Ooh, mm-hmm. We don't talk about masturbation, and make, you know. What, yeah. But no, you get to teach this man how to treat you, right? What feels good, or this woman, well, you right. have whatever your preference is. But you know, and it's true, and and I've been through that journey, mm-hmm. been through that journey. And but what I find, um, and this kind of also touches on part of what I want to talk about. What I find is that there are a lot of men that they don't want that. They feel like. I know how to do this. But oh, you no, never no, no, done no, it with me. To, no, 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 Right. No, no. So no, no, you're no. assuming I'm like the next sister. Right. Next woman. Right. right. Trust because me. my needs might not be your needs. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. So let me teach you how to get me where I need to be. Or just what I'm into. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's right. one of the things I can't say about my, my husband. I'm just going to put it all out there. He allows me to be me. Yeah. He allows me to be as freaky and as nasty as I want to be. Yeah. Him. We don't do animals and we don't do children. Oh, okay. Make sure it's really clear. No children and no animals. You got to be clear these okay. days. You do. Yeah. Um, yeah you but, do. but that is freeing to me as a woman. There's no mm-hmm. judgment behind right. it. There's no disrespect. Mm-hmm. And I can't lay with the man who doesn't allow me to be me. Exactly. Then, 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 you know, it's just like there's a disconnect. And just making that connection with the man anyway. When you, when you sleep, I'm going to say men because I. That's what I prefer. That's my yeah. preference. But I'm not trying to exclude anybody. Um, that's important. Exactly. It's just important. And if, and if that's that's energy, that's my energy. That's my my golden spot. My cookie. You know, your, yeah. all of that. All and, of that. And that's valuable. It is. It's valuable. And it, I can't just share that with anybody that's right. going to come back and judge me and not be into me. Right. And that is yeah, so true. true. It's yeah, so true. And part true. of it is acceptance, too. You know, and this is something, okay, while well, I'm talking about this on there. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Yes. Because I know I'm not the only one, right? So, I, you know, I've had, you know, I've, I've experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm a trauma survivor. And I've experienced it for a very long period of time. So uh, sexual trauma. So it absolutely impacted um, you know what I think, what my preferences are, right. and things of that nature. And, and you know, for a long time, and I, I tried to fight some of these things. And you know, being in the church, being a Christian right. in the mm-hmm. church, it's always fighting oppression. <laughs> Deny yourself. That right. is the main me- reason why Christianity Christianity didn't suit me anymore because right. the main message is deny yourself. Yes, yeah. I understand, you know, God, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but the underlying doctrine 
that is lived by is mm -hmm. deny yourself. And when you're trying on a journey to self-discovery, right. right, denying yourself becomes an, an immediate internal conflict. Mm -hmm. um, and it becomes just another burden of, you know, you've got everybody else to please, right? You're, you don't want to disappoint your kids, your right. spouse. Now you got to worry about your pet, you know, all of this. And it's, it's, it's way more yeah. right, than we need. Yeah. And so I do think it's very, very important for, for self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think even as evidence, as you see, like people within the LGBTQ community, right? Right. 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 Because their lives are, are, they have maybe an alternative lifestyle and other people reject them because of that. Yeah. And they go through this entire struggle with acceptance because mm -hmm. of being rejected by other people. Right. You know, so it's like for us as women, um, it just seems like, well, and I know there are men that go through this right, in, in, to a degree mm -hmm. in that way, but as women, there's so much that we're not accepted for. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, to me, it seems as though there needs to come a time where it's okay mm -hmm. to just be who you are. Truly. To and be, be okay. Are. Yeah. And to be okay with being okay with who you are. Right. Um, because of trauma or because of distorted relationships, um, there was no early trauma that I can remember in my life that's in my conscious. You know, who know, it, I'm, as I'm continuing this journey, a lot comes out from the sun, subconscious, subconscious and the unconscious, all right? Um, but even have a, a distorted relationship with my mother uh, gave me a different perception of women. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's natural as you are exploring to, to explore all the options that are out there. And that's mm -hmm. why we see so many um, titles now or communities within the LGBT. I think it's now QI community if I have that right yeah right. I, I, I can't even keep up now right. I try to ask because I, I don't I, yeah I don't I'm not know. familiar yeah it's, it's a lot okay. but I, I you know it is um, something that when I when we do meet with individuals from that community um, they have come from a lot of trauma themselves yes mm -hmm. and yeah. they're still continuing to be traumatized by society and just what we do. For living their truth. Yeah, yeah. for living their truth. Just for living their truth. And it's yeah. it's it's harmful. It's yeah. harmful. Yeah, it's harmful. It, it is, and it's so harmful. It's one of the reasons why I try to make the space that we have in, in the DFD community mm -hmm. just that, right? Mm -hmm. So that it's, there's, there's lots of ways that we marginalize each other, and I think that, and I'm, I stick on this because mm -hmm. I think that women, black women, we suffer from that in the, the greatest levels. We do. I and, think we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, most to, definitely. You know, um, there and and it's it's you know whether it's our sexual relationships, as I described earlier, um, you know, you can have an intimate partner, and it, the 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 relationship can be so strange because you go from okay, this person is a partner to. Now, wait a minute, he's talking to me like I'm the hired help. Mm -hmm. right. You know, there's all of these things, that he, these ideas he has about masculinity that I'm subject to mm -hmm. because this is what he believes, how he believes that he ought to be. And this is what he believes but about women. But right. he's taught. And he's taught behaviors. Mm -hmm. He's a learned, taught behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that they can be unlearned. Yeah. Right? And, right. and but... It, you know, there's, and it, it's on multiple levels, right? There's society level, and then there's what we as women do as individuals, right. how we begin to respond. And it's important, mm -hmm. and here's what, what we also do at Hope Health and Wellness Recovery, as well as with um, Dr. Hawkins, and I know you mentioned her from time to time, is mm -hmm. that's what we can, what we call the cycle of conditioning. Yes. Yeah. So as women, what I hope to do is empower us to disrupt yes. that the cycle, cycle of conditioning. Yeah. It's not an easy process, but it's doable. It's possible. 
chip away. Yeah, if you continue mm -hmm. to disrupt misinformation. Yeah. Um, and we get a lot of our information from trusted sources, from right. reliable resources. Mm -hmm. I learned how to be what a wife was supposed to look like through my mother. Yeah, but that's yet, right. She was struggling. Yeah. Right. And is still unhappy. And she passed unknowingly, right? right? Because unknowingly. We, in our minds, we believe that this is what things should be. This is what we were taught. And, you know, going off into discovery right. is not yeah. something that we encourage even our kids to do. Right. right? You know, right. so we, we, we do reinforce these negative um, uh, stereotypes, uh, stereotypes exactly. and ideas that come out of patriarchy. Right. Yeah. You know, not really understanding that we're doing more damage. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, than good. Yeah. To self and to legacy. Because now we're raising a generation of women who, you know, expect, like, it's, it's so disappointing. Um, during the Kavanaugh mm. uh, testimony mm -hmm. to see, you know, um, uh, this lady get grilled by another woman. Yeah. It was a prosecutor. Yeah. Which I didn't yeah. understand. You brought a prosecutor. Right. Right. To, to, to question a victim. Mm -hmm. and, and you, I'm yeah, sorry. But yeah. Everything, and she's questioning the validity. The disbelief. The disbelief right. of wow. everything. And so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation today because it's like it, this woman was was epitomizing the same type of gaslighting mm -hmm. that we That's deal exactly with on a regular basis. It's yeah. almost like she's learned this lesson and internalized it. Yeah. And she wields it as a weapon. And she's yes. a tool. And she's and a tool. tool. You know, it is what it is. You are a tool and you're, you're, you're doing what you've been told to do, to do right. by this patriarchal system yeah. that we talk about. That's what I saw. And right. That's what I didn't have any respect for when I witnessed this or watched this shit show uh, that's exactly that, what yeah. it was <laughs> uh, transpired on tv yeah and it's just like really is this what we doing to each other now we've right. sunk this now we some gutter snipes right right that, yeah. it's it, it's 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 disheartening to see on a level and so there's two things it brings up for me one i feel so much anger and frustration yeah. at the women who who purposefully do this to other women, mm -hmm. you know, because I know it's not possible for you to be a woman and not have had that experience. Absolutely. Not, you know, Absolutely. and you don't have to have been, you know, assaulted per se, but I know we've all felt unsafe. Right. We've all felt preyed upon. Right. We all have had to have these systems where we're calling our friends because it is, it, it's, it just doesn't stop, you know, and so part of it is, for me at least, how do I unpack you know, coping, interacting with women like that. Mm -hmm. And then what can we do more than that's actionable for us in right. our lives? To say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna take back control of this, you know. For me, I was listening, we were talking about Lisa Nichols earlier, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna paraphrase because I'm gonna mess up, but I can't remember. She said it so perfectly, but she said, it is not in spite of her experiences that she gets to change the world. It's because mm. of her experiences, and that's Absolutely. what I believe. It's because I've experienced, I've been the victim of sexual trauma right. at the hands of men who believe this is normal. Right. I got a right to change the right. world. I have a right now that sets me at the stage to say, if I'm willing to share my message, I have a right to say to other women, okay, you know what, I understand. This is where I've been. I know you've been here too. Even but though it happened together. 25 years ago, you still so have a right to talk about that's it right. today. That's right. That's right. Because these things, even in the Bible, you know, because, you know, the church, even in the Bible, when they talked about the rape of Tamar, um, the commentary, because mm -hmm. I searched it mm -hmm. for what does the Bible say about rape. And the only thing it says is that she was desolate for the rest of the days of her life. 
It changes who you are. It changes mm-hmm. who like you trauma are. does. Most it's, definitely. It, it, mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, and I think even on the last show, and not to be too clinical, it changes your psychopathology. And I don't want to pathologize everything, but it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that as a community and as a community of women, how it changes you. And it took this lady a lot of nerve and courage to get in front of the world. Exactly. And tell her story. Mm-hmm. And what I also enjoyed was the sister was a psychologist. Yeah. So she sent them to school. Mm-hmm. When she went in front of yes, the Yes, she did. With some of her answers. You know that? Yes, I did. I can tell you as clinicians across the world, you know, um, we were like, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because yes. you're dealing with a lot of these politicians, a lot of these males, right. white males, who don't have, who have law degrees, but you have no knowledge of the mind, right, right, okay, and of what it takes to be a woman, mm-hmm. and it's a shame because you was raised by one, you probably married to one, and you guys, and you have daughters, right? But she sent in the school, and she did, and I'm so glad she did, and I'm so glad you said that because you know, isn't it interesting how we live in a society that that's right? These these same men, mm-hmm. they have mothers, mm-hmm. they have daughters, they have wives, they have sisters, and they're still completely um, absent. Yeah to what our experience is. There was, I cannot recall, I was reading this morning about one of the senators that had commented how his own two daughters mm-hmm. had revealed experiences mm-hmm. that they had that in happened. high school mm-hmm. with them and he was totally unaware. And so this is, so how do we as women ensure visibility of our true wants and needs to our family members, to our spouses, you know, to our the people that we know. One of the things, it, it's interesting, um, there's a, a psychologist that does a lot of work on um, the male psyche, Dr. Obari Cartman out of Chicago. Okay. I had the pleasure of getting a chance to see him speak down here. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, in his talk, um, I believe it was at the Shrine of the Black Madonna bookstore, and in his talk, he talked about how he goes into prisons and talks to men about protecting women and the way they see these relationships. And it was so interesting how he posed this because he said, you know, pose a scenario of rape Mm -hmm. and these men are incarcerated and and he asked the men, well, how would you feel if this happened to your your wife or your sister or your mother? And they all got upset, start cussing. I do this, I kill him, I do this, I go take his life and da, 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 da. And then he asked the question, what would you do if you had the power to prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they all got quiet, almost as though they couldn't conceive of the concept of that happening. He asked the right question. He asked the right question right. because right. the idea is, is that he was mm-hmm. trying to prepare them to be receive, to be in a place where you can now receive conversation about what women truly want and what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's okay, what's harmful as, as a whole to women and what's not harmful. Yeah. Right. So there, there is a movement on one side and I'm so grateful to see that this Me Too movement has produced this with these men, black men, that are out there saying, hey, listen, you know, brothers, we gotta get it together. We gotta right. line it up. Right. But now as women, what are some of the things that we can do to communicate what we want and, and to help level set this um, without, well, I don't even know if doing it with or without conflict is possible. It's not. It's, yeah. it's not. It depends on the demographics that you're talking to. And it's mm-hmm. important. I would encourage women to find a safe space to, to, to begin the dialogue. You know, understanding the difference between dialogue and debate. I'm not going to debate my experience with anybody. Right. It is undebatable. Whether you're a man, male, female, whatever. You don't get to tell me 
what my perception about my experience was. Right. Finding that safe space, it sounds like definitely your organization is I was going to say, also, I think we have, as mothers, mm -hmm. we have to let our daughters know it's okay to talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of times, you know, what goes on in the house stays in the house. We Don't talk about rug. sweeping under the rug. Mm -hmm. Where it needs to be verbalized. It needs to be talked about, you yes. know. Especially the younger generations because what happens is they get older and they, you know, shut down, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so, they think that's the norm. Yeah. And, and again, that's part of that cycle of conditioning. Exactly. And, and empowering women enough to, to know that. And this is kind of the way I've always been. But being uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Again, mm -hmm. it goes back to you being responsible for what you say and what you do. Yeah. You're not responsible for, for anybody else's feelings. And a lot of men don't feel comfortable discussing this because it, it hasn't always happened to them right. or as much as it has to women. Right. And then you gotta come in and you may have to ruffle some feathers. Exactly. That's how change comes about. Yeah. You know, and part of that is finding the language. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you, you brought up some really interesting points about um, not debating. So in this climate, I experience it regularly, mm -hmm. almost with every man, and to the point now where if it's a friend that I'm, I'm having a conversation with and he immediately begins to deny something, mm -hmm. when I'm sharing something about what he did and how it made me feel. We call right. it micro-invalidation. Oh my God. Yes. Right, they immediately, mm -hmm. it, it, it is a practice, right? It is a, there's an acronym they even mm -hmm. have for it. They immediately invalidate. And so now what happens, at least for me, is it becomes frustrating and, and I have then a choice. Do you shut down? Absolutely. Because well, most absolutely. women will shut down I, I, instead of just, you know, it depends. staying in it. It depends. The barriers go up. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. It depends on, on, on where I am. If I'm tired and I'm in a place where I'm about to go upside this man head, I'm gonna put Yeah. You know, yeah. I may I may keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. Um but but for the most part that's usually why I challenge them, right. and mm -hmm. and for me it ends up not being said because they just can't. They they shut it down. You're challenging my lived experience. Right. I just want them to understand that, and and it, it's so it is mind boggling and frustrating that. That's I ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I started. It it, yeah, there was an article um, that was written in 2017 uh, by Damon Young. Yeah, I do it a lot. Uh, Very Smart Brothers, Damon, I think your last name is Young from Very Smart Brothers, wrote this article talking about how black men are the white men of black people. Mm. Did you? Oh. <laughs> Another word for that is oppressive. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so I don't want to make it seem like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, but I think that uh, having our brothers be aware of the privilege when I when I go out on Facebook and I, I saw that some of these black men responding and they're talking about how black women are privileged. United States is the tenth least safe country for women in the world. Mm. Tenth, tenth, number ten, wow. and least safe. And this includes everything from the minute we walk out the door to being sexualized, groped. How many of us have been groped? Mm. Oh yeah, um, you know sexual. You know yeah. the, it, it's such an everyday thing. Yeah, right? and and these men take it in in their mind for privilege. Um, it's they not. Yeah. It, they yeah. take it for granted. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, we get into this conversation to really finding ways. A, how do we give these young women the language they need to combat being gaslighted? Right. You know, because to me, in my mind. There's just got to be that one thing. I may say what I say that flops off right the first thing off of my head. Mm -hmm. Usually it's something surgical. You know, mm -hmm. I'm breaking it down with some precision. <laughs> but then, um, on the other hand, I feel like, you know what? Because they're not listening to you. Right. No. 
They're yeah. not listening. So if there was just one thing that I could just say that would just crush this whole idea, you know, um, that that's what I you know would look for. But I wonder. I think, like you mentioned, like younger girls, they shut down. What is the, yeah. what is some of the language that we could use that could combat that? You know, um, something like calling it to the attention, like I, trust yourself, trust yeah. your gut instinct. That, mm -hmm. You know, that is key. And I actually got that from a male that I recently spoke to when I was asking him for some some insight about my son. And he said, Keisha, one of the things that I appreciate about you, and this is what I tell anybody else, um, is that trust your gut instinct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being able to recognize when someone is gaslighting you and then calling them out. Yeah, mm -hmm. like to me, it's okay to confront mm -hmm. that. You know, if that's a safe person or a safe space for you to do that in, right? I speak it. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's my husband, whether it's my my yeah. son, my my brother, my father, any other male, I said, well, wait a minute, now you're trying to gaslight me. Yeah, and let me explain to you what that is and why it's not going to work here. Okay, right. like you know, just be clear. And sometimes I can say it that warm. And it depends on who the receiver is, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. But either way, you're going to know that the buck stops here. You, you're right. not going to be able to gaslight me, period. Right, right. Or it could be something as simple as just really restating. Sometimes I find restating the obvious. Mm -hmm. The facts. Right. Mm -hmm. So facts. I just want you to be aware that what's happening right now is I'm talking about what actually happened. Right. And you're denying, to me. Right. right. And you're denying that it actually right. happened to me. Right. 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 In the moment. In it's that nothing moment. nothing like in the yeah. moment. We call it real time, live time, whatever. Mm -hmm. In that moment. And just ask them to take a moment. Mm -hmm. And what I often find to be medicinal and magical and godly and everything else is silence. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Silence. Because they don't know. You know, like, because I've made all attempts. To dialogue, mm -hmm. have calm dialogue, open dialogue, open-minded dialogue. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just gonna take a step back, mm -hmm. give myself a time. Time out is good for adults too. Mm -hmm. All right, and that's when um, I see a change in the other person. Behavior, right? a change mm -hmm. in their behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm quiet because it asks me, you know, why you so quiet? You so quiet. And it can make them that that's a that's a whole other language. Yeah, because they don't know where you go. They can't. They don't know they where you go. Where they're thinking. Exactly. And I can just give me my moment. Yeah. You know, that's and good. then they're uncomfortable. It's powerful. Yeah. Yes. It's silence it is. is powerful. To make them uncomfortable with the behavior in that moment. Yeah. In that moment. That's exactly. you can't, I mean, it's hard to argue by yourself. Exactly. And I, I can't argue with people or debate with people because mm -hmm. really, you know, it's foolish. And yeah. then instead of it being one fool, now there's two. Yeah. No. And I can't be a part of it. Right. See, that's now good. that's where that's I get good. a little. That's why I get a little shady sometimes. Cause <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So somebody can say something to me. Yeah, I, my mouth is wicked. I had. I, 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 I had. Well, sometimes you get that right. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I'm just. Yeah. You know, especially if it comes to my kids, you know, I'm a mama T Rex. Yeah. I yeah. will eat you up. It does. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's a. Sometimes you know it's a balance, but yeah. for the most part, it's that's practice good. That yeah. I get better. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you manage your mouth being wicked? <laughs> Um, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. It's it's a learning process. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet, but um, I've, I've learned to be silent. Mm -hmm. I've learned to walk away. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then there's other days where I haven't learned anything, and it's all out the window, and it's all over. Right. So you know, it's it's really a work in progress. I mean, I gotta be it honest. Is. Yes. It's a work in progress. It is. It's yeah. a work, and I, you know, it's we tell because progress. I know I've been there. I've yeah. been there. There are times. I mean, where people, I I. 
I don't, I, I hate, I hate for people to say, well, they can, you know, when people can make you angry, they control you. Right. Because I believe that we all have a choice of what to do with our anger. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I, on the other hand, I think there is such a thing as just being so saturated. Right. With being so poorly treated. By but people. I'm going to be honest. When, when I uh, get it off my chest and yeah. go off, I feel better. Ooh. Now I don't know how you feel. Oh. So but I'm good. Oh. You want dinner? You want breakfast? Like, you so want lunch? Good. You want... You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay. That in itself Because I feel... Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. No. And depending no. on what it is, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm released. Now uh -huh. I can move on. Exactly. Um, but my memory is long. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so keep that in mind, too. But it, it that's that's nothing wrong. Or, or what I call it is, because people like to use words to manipulate. Oh, you're angry at this. No. They do do I'm, that. I'm putting you on notice. Right. So you're not no, entitled to yeah, anger. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so entitled to be angry. That's yep. right. I'm entitled because you did something or said something that to make wrong. me, me yeah. feel this way. And because you made me feel this way, I have a right. To be angry. To be angry. Right. That's or right. insulted or or whatever other feelings. Exactly. That's something that it, it brings it full circle. We've talked to we've been taught our culture to or condition to muffle our feelings. Right. Because mm -hmm. it may hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get told well, that so somebody sat and told me on air, oh you mean. Like nobody has that really I mm -hmm. yeah, when people are crossing my boundaries. Yeah. I could be mean like What's a easy mother. Being angry about, about women. I'm not you know. sinning, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. Oh, yeah. I'm, and you're going to know. It's like, <laughs> it's like nobody's going to be confused exactly. when we walk away. Are you being mean? Are you being a bitch? You're being this, you're being that. But when a man, when I, and this is not to male bash, but I've seen men come in and do this. Nobody calls me strong. Yeah. yeah. He's strong. He's a strong man. You know, Aggressive. He's assertive. assertive. Yeah. He's firm, but fair. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I was a bitch. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. And it was the exact same thing. And it's, yeah. exact, and it's part, of, part of that is, again, just allowing us to be who we're going to be, right? It shouldn't. I shouldn't have to be restricted by no. my reaction because of my gender. Right. No. That shouldn't have any, exactly. any, any play in it. No, right. Or no, you know, and it right. gets so and, and so the question is, you know, how do we all can is it do y'all even think it's possible to really just break free of that? Just completely. You know, because there's there's it's like what society says. Yeah. And then there's what is. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I'm a I'm your person that's that's optimistic. I'm that kind of uh, person with that thought process, I do think it's possible. Um, and I also think that it's going to take a lot of healing mm -hmm. within our community, mm -hmm. a lot of tough conversations. Mm -hmm. People are going to have to disclose and admit. Right. And it, it's going to have to it, it disclose and admit, and it's going, one of the main things that I hear, right, that, that comes across to me um, from a lot of my male friends that talk about the relationships is that the woman's not willing to open up. And I think there's a plethora of reasons for that, a lot of it. You know, if you think about the CDC numbers talking about one in, was it one in five, one in three? Think, yeah, one mm -hmm. in, depending on, on race, but one in three or one in five? Well, I, yeah, one in, th one in three, I guess even for our community, for mm -hmm. the black community, um, it is, it is, there is a lot mm -hmm. that we're coping with. And I think for women, um, Part of the reason why we don't open up is because once we do begin to open up, there comes the gaslighting, yeah. the judgment. Nobody wants to open up about your, your painful past experiences only to have somebody invalidated and ask you, well, what did you do to contribute to it? Or right. the fixing. It's either yeah. the debating, the gaslighting, or the need to feel like you got to fix it. And one of the things we do, well, we do a... Um, 
this scenario or a diet where people couple up mm -hmm. and we it's for about two minutes and one person takes turn takes time to just talk about whatever it is we're talking about and mm -hmm. the other person has to listen and can't say a anything. word wow. yes right yes. that needs to be taught in our community and, and they and, need to yes. see what that looks like that in our relationships mean, right. and definitely within relationships and this and is something families. I, yes. I practice All with my them, own yes. with my own family and yeah. what i do is because immediately as, as as a woman you know we're taught to serve we're taught to be healers right we're taught this and that so immediately i went into fixing everything. yeah Sometimes you just need to listen. Just listen. Yeah. Just, just listen. It's not your place. It's not your turn to immediately go in. But can you it. imagine if we started that at the family level? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. That if we started it right there. Because that's, and that's just where I was going to go next. Because I think that, you know, again, you know, these, these problems happen in our romantic relationships, but in families as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. It has to start there first. You know, when exactly. you're in childhood, and these are some things that I'm incorporating, even though my children are older, and I didn't do this earlier on because I didn't know. Right. But now I know, so I'm going to do better. Yes. Um, but I'm incorporating that now, and I'm showing them. So my kids get to see me and my husband have dialogue. Mm -hmm. Even when we disagree, what what it looks like, how to fight fair, right? To walk away. How yeah. to fight fair and yeah. listening is so important because I can't tell you how many times what I've become present to is, and whether it's with with women in in my family or men I'm in mm -hmm. intimate relationships with, I'll say something and this person will totally. They're not listening to hear me. They're mm -hmm. listening to respond. To respond. To and respond. then they're responding to a dialogue that they have going on in their own head. Absolutely. Because it's not about anything Absolutely. that has left my lips. Absolutely. And then I, and so now. I am definitely a person that used to listen to respond. Mm -hmm. You could be talking and I'm already in my head. Think about what you're going to say next. Yeah. yeah and that's definitely. not effective listening. And the other part, and I've been on both ends of that, both sides of that. Yeah. So, so I've been guilty of that myself. Mm -hmm. And. Even though it didn't feel good, what was interesting, even though when it didn't feel good when it was happening to me, I still continued to do right yeah. to the other person. So it's important to recognize exactly. and acknowledge. To be present. You can't present. change what you don't acknowledge. Right. All right. To be present and to be and to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. Really hear what this other person is telling exactly. you. Exactly. Um, and one of the things I've learned to do, and I got this from Deidre as well, is I sit on my hands because that reminds me to... Mm, and even as they're listening, I have to, I have control over my thoughts. So yeah. I redirect my thoughts back to what they're saying instead of saying, oh, I could have helped her with that. Right. Oh, and this is how she should have done it. No, 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 no. That's right. not what you do. Listen to what she's saying because mm -hmm. this person, when I, when I, when she was finished, had figured it out. Wow. Mm -hmm. Didn't need me to intervene at all. That's right. right. She yeah. figured it out. And that's just, I think we have to start there. Yeah. Learn how to really listen to each other. Um, and hear it and be okay with our own emotions exactly. as we're doing you, it. You know, that was just the question I was just jotting down is how do we show up differently mm. to create this type, to create the types of relationships that we want to see? Because it's not going to happen, you know, we, we're, we're going to need to show up differently in our mm -hmm. lives and be consistent mm -hmm. in how we show up. And so just what you said, learn how to hear, learn how to listen. Learn exactly. how to listen. Uh -huh. Learn how to listen. Learn how to listen. Um, because I think when you're listening truly to a person, it really the more you listen, the more you you, you really get. Wow, this is exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. People well, willing really to listen, mm -hmm. but definitely show up willing to listen. Listen without judgment. Right. Listen without immediately wanting to debate. Listen without 
the the urge to fix the whole fixing right um urge that we have you know Ooh, i think it's natural definitely have that i know i definitely have that. i do yeah i be wanting to fix it i'm like mm, yeah you should you should and it's like they might just want you to listen and then they'll fix it. Be like, and they'll fix it. Yeah. Right. Or this can be, you know, to me, this is a sisterhood. Exactly. So as I'm talking, you know, I leave room and space for feedback mm-hmm. and for, for what you have to say. And that person, I think, will too. Just give them a time to whatever they need to do. Right. To, to put it all out on the table. And then sometimes it's helpful to even ask, well, would you like my that and also trust because we have to create a space that's safe right mm-hmm. so that when I do trust you enough to say hey you know what I've been struggling with this yeah I need to know that when if I'm asking for your feedback or I'm looking for you to give me any type of input that you're not going to use that opportunity Ooh, yeah to do this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we do that to, yeah we, yeah we definitely do that to, yeah. do that to come back and throw it in my face or when mm-hmm. I'm so vulnerable and it's like my vulnerability is like an open wound. You just mm-hmm. open up a can of salt yeah. or a box of salt on it. We have to, that trust definitely has to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and it's in, um, I think one of you just said it, you know, oh, you, I think you just said it, Takesha, about um, something that you were doing even though you know it didn't feel good being done to you. I find right. myself thinking about, well, okay, now I know this, I'm not, you know, Give me this bitch just said this shit. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to be nice mm-hmm. because I'm going to frame it in a way of compassion because I, I recognize that I, I don't really like how it feels. Right. The other thing that I've become really present to is um, when I hear people say really, you know, uh, are really critical mm-hmm. about you and, and you know, hey, you, you could do, God, criticize everything you're doing and saying. I say to myself, instead of getting, being angry, I have compassion for them because I'm like, their internal dialogue must be hellified. It must yeah, be about them. This that's is what they're thinking about themselves. Exactly. Absolutely. This is their internal Absolutely. voice. Yeah. And it, that's how they talk to themselves. And so this is how they're talking to me. So I'm learning, okay, wow, don't take that personal. Right. Yeah, you got to have some compassion for that person. Yeah. And say, you, you know, and I almost want to say, you know, I try not right. to immediately go into fix it mode. Right. 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 Because right. I can do that. Yeah. Right. Oh, man, I got to break that. I got to stop that. <laughs> Because we do that fixing everybody else. You know, yeah. I would say I'm I'm guilty of this. I can see somebody else coming. I can somebody come to me. And I'm like, oh, it's simple. This, 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 and this. But you know, after a while, and this is where I had my breakdown moment was again. I I couldn't fix myself. Mm. I had went into pieces, and there was nobody else around yeah. to help me to put Keisha back together. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. You know, and then it yeah. was just like. Creative really got my attention. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna get ready to wrap up uh, this this first episode. This has been such an amazing Good conversation. conversation, and you know, it always is with you, ladies. It is always great conversation. And before we do uh, wrap up and and um, uh, prepare for next week's show, I want to ask you all. We we started talking about um, fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know? And so we talked about uh, ways that we can find fulfillment in our lives. What, I'd like to find out for, for you, from you all, what is, what does fulfillment look like to you? And I'll start, I'll go first, and I'll say for me, fulfillment looks like um, me having the, the, the healthy mm-hmm. type of relationship that I'd like. 
uh, being able to travel and seeing this podcast be wildly successful, mm -hmm. helping a whole lot of people. Um, and, and of course, keeping my little baby girl doll. You know, my doll is part of my happiness. Aww. That's my fulfillment. So what does fulfillment look like for you? Fulfillment for me is being happy, mm -hmm. being in a healthy marriage, um, raising no more children, <laughs> living my best oh, life. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. That's fulfillment for me. <laughs> uh, I, you know, ditto. The same thing here. In addition to um, serving, serving the yes. community and serving other women, continuing to grow um, healthy relationships with other people. Right. Uh, service is something that's that's big to me. Uh, of course, healthy and happy relationships with my family. Yeah. Um, peace. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, peace is a huge part of my fulfillment. Um, and of course, or I'm going to say great health. Yeah. Great health is, is a part of it. Um, that's what I envision. So, so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely peace, great relation, great growing relationships with my family and friends. Um, in service. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Service. Wow. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, well, ladies, I am so grateful that you joined me for part one of this series. And uh, when we come back next week, we'll be discussing part two yes. of this conversation, uh, sex, love, and relationships, how to get what we want. Yeah. I'm so, um, I'm always just thrilled and happy to have you all here. Um, and I'm just glad. Thank you for joining me Thank for you. the Thank first you time in yeah. this new space, in this new love set. I'm getting it together. It's going to pop off the way I want it to soon, but I am eternally grateful to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And we'll be back next week with another great episode of Dynamics of Dialogue. Come and get some. Bye. Bye.